Hello, and welcome to the Creating Fluidity podcast. I'm your host, April May Ohms. Thanks for being here today. I just want to do a quick introduction. This is episode six, and it will feature uh, comedy sketches and monologues written by me. Some of them are performed by me, and some of them are performed by me with other people. I will do a little intro so you know which is which. The first two come from a February 29th live performance, which was the last time I performed live in 2020. Seems like a very long time ago. The first one um, is a monologue, and the second one is a three-person sketch with myself, Megan May Mitchell, and Sydney Turnwald performing. The first one is actually recorded live at the venue, and the second one, we did a a re-recording of it over Zoom, just because the quality uh, wasn't great at the live venue for all of our skits. I almost forgot to mention two things. The first two skits were written for the South Hills Players February comedy show called Laugh at Love. You can also see a bunch of clips from that on YouTube and our Facebook page, as well as our Patreon page. Um, If you search for Laugh at Love or the South Hills Players on Patreon, as well as YouTube and Facebook, you'll be able to see skits from the Laugh at Love comedy show. And I did want to mention that the first skit you're going to hear on this podcast today is introduced by the hosts of that Laugh at Love comedy show, Michaela Mitchell and Leora Ohms. And they do a little intro and then they do like a fake commercial for our pretend sponsor. Uh, And they did such a wonderful job. They also wrote their own skits as well, which maybe I'll be able to get on a podcast at a later date. There'll be a short sponsored segment, and then there'll be three more short scenes. There's a monologue. There is a skit called Which Zoom Meeting Is This? performed uh, by myself, along with Patrick Connor, Valerie DeCesar, and Frederick Coleman. That is a Zoom meeting gone wrong, we'll just say that. Uh, And the last uh, short skit is, uh, was done as a video, um, kind of an animated video, that's how I'm going to call it. I worked with some animation software and I just did a voiceover. It's called, Why Do People Bring Their Dogs to Work? It's a little bit tongue in cheek. I hope you enjoy that. So now that I've introduced what you're going to hear, I just want to mention in May uh, 23rd, we, the South Hills Players, which is a theater which I'm the vice president of, which is actually separate from Fluidity Theater, but I'm on both boards, so I kind of consider them, you know, my thing. The South Hills Players did a uh, online video comedy festival called the Quarantine Comedy Festival. And um, it was written and performed by people in Pittsburgh, in the local Pittsburgh area. Um, I wrote a a bunch of skits. I also did video editing and producing and all that. uh, If you'd like to see it, it is up on YouTube as well as on our Facebook page. 
You can uh, search for Quarantine Comedy Festival. If you don't find it, search for The South Hills Players. Um, and hopefully you can find it. You can watch the comedy show in its entirety. And I will also be putting up clips of things that you hear here today. You can see the video uh, up on YouTube as well. If they're not up yet, they will be up soon. Um, so everything that you're going to hear today on this podcast will be available on video. If not today, then shortly. Um, and just wanted to let you know, in case you were wondering where I have been for the last month, I decided to take a little bit of a break in order to produce that online comedy festival. Um, and then just as I was thinking about coming back to podcasting, um, we had the very tragic uh, death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and along with many other people. And I just felt like mm, that was probably a good time for me to take a backseat to other people who had important things to say. Um, and so I have kind of been at home uh, doing some work on my own white privilege and um, considering what I can do to make things a better place. So if you are interested, I would suggest checking out Black Lives Matter um, and seeing what work they're doing, what protests they're supporting, and other initiatives that they're supporting. Okay, so that said, we are going to get going here today, and I'm really excited for you to hear all these comedy bits. If you enjoy them, you can check out my website at fluiditytheater.org. Um, you'll be able to link to the audio of this as well as the video. Um, you can also see uh, this on my Facebook page as well as on Twitter and Instagram at Fluidity Theater. Um, thank you also to our donors and our patrons. If you're interested in making a one-time donation, you can go to um, PayPal at Fluidity Theater. Um, or if you'd like to become a sustaining member, which would mean a small monthly contribution, um, you can go to patreon.com slash fluidity theater and you can join there. Um, again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook for more content and check out our website fluiditytheater.org for continuing content and auditions, etc. All right. Have a wonderful time. I hope you enjoy this comedy. It was wonderful and fun for me to both write it as well as perform it. And I really enjoyed working all, with all these talented local people and support your local artists. All right. Have a great day. Thank you. Um, welcome to South Hills Players Comedy Show, Laugh at Love. Valentine's Day just passed, and I imagine some of you have some feelings about that. Positive or negative feelings? Uh, probably some of both. I bet there are some lonely hearts out there and some really happy customers. What about some neutral Nellies? <laughs> neutral Nellies? I've never heard of them. Those, be those people who are happy to let Valentine's Day slide by unacknowledged. Hence neutral. Got it. Well, it takes all kinds. On that note, we have, we have a word from our sponsor before we get to the comedy gold. Yes. Thank you.
Lake Sewer sponsor, last resort, when you've tried all the rest, come try the best? No, us. <laughs> last resort is a dating service for those of you who have tried everything else and have one last gasp of romantic hope left. <laughs> last resort will help you find your least objectionable mating options and present them in a timely fashion. Last resort will hit your choice of mate over the head with a mallet and drive them to City Hall. Hold on, hold on, that can't be right. Sorry, I got carried. Let's get started with the comedy show, folks. Tonight, in honor of good old St. Valentine, we are talking about love, dating, and marriage, or lack thereof. We have skits, monologues, and more for your enjoyment. <laughs> Next, we have uh, a monologue from Ethan. All right. Hello, everybody. So, I recently filled out a form that asked for my marital status. And since I'm not married, I had three choices. Single, divorced, or widowed. Automatically, I checked the divorce box, and then it hit me. I don't consider myself divorced. I mean, I am divorced, but that happened over 14 years ago. How long do I have to self-identify as divorced? Do I introduce myself as divorced? Hello, I'm April. I'm divorced Taurus with two kids and a cat. No. Um, I don't even really talk about my ex unless someone brings it up specifically. Like, if someone wants advice about marriage, I have a lot of thoughts on what not to do. <laughs> um, but consider this, if you were in a car accident 14 years ago, do you lead with that when you meet people? Is that your status now? Car crash survivor and CEO. Probably not. I'm not necessarily equating divorce with a car accident. Divorces are much worse. <laughs> I mean, do you want to be defined by your worst quality or your biggest mistake? Hey, meet my friend Big Nose Bob and his sister Alcoholic Amy. Hey, would you like to meet my boss? His, his name is Gambled Away His Children's College Fund Gregory. Yeah, I'm divorced April, nice to meet you. I don't think that works. <laughs> but seriously, I feel like I survived my marriage and then I survived my divorce and in the end, this was a victory. Divorce sounds so negative. This should be a triumphant title like Her Most High Majesty of the Royal Divorced Order, first of her name and mother of children in therapy. <laughs> But your marital status is, I feel, not really anyone else's business, is it? Unless you and I are planning to get married, do you need to know if I'm married or not? Do you care if your barista is single, married or divorced or widowed? Does this concern you about your accountant? or your doctor or your kid's preschool teacher? Probably not. And yet every form you fill out asks this question. Banking forms, health forms, employment forms, and of course, every dating site. Well now, that's maybe the only place where this really matters, right? If you're on a dating site, you should be single, married or divorced. <laughs> uh, divorced, widowed, single. Married people, you are stuck with your fate. Deal with it. Please stay off the dating sites, married people. Thank you. 
But believe me, they don't stay off the dating sites. They don't. They don't. They don't. At this point, I've been not married longer than I was married. So when do I get to be single again? How many years do I have to walk around with this scarlet letter attached to my name? Because that's what it feels like. Oh, she's divorced. Do you see the scarlet D on her forehead? Yeah. D for damaged goods. She's probably got tons of baggage, kids, and loads of debt. Stay away, Scarlet Letter D, divorce, run for the hills! I may be projecting here a little bit. <clears throat> I do seem to scare away most potential suitors. I like to blame it on my divorced status or the fact that I have kids and no money and a bad attitude, frankly. It's probably the divorce thing, right? Yeah, we're going to say that's what it is. Sure. So I've decided to reclaim my single status and change the scarlet letter from a D for divorced to D for damn, she's awesome. can't tell me it doesn't love or dating okay dating sucks well that i agree with what happened i gave online dating a try did you know there's facebook dating now you didn't try that did you no but i keep getting ads for it it creeps me out i think mark zuckerberg is stalking me. <laughs> i'm sure he's not stalking you he's probably too busy funneling russian money to worry about one woman's online dating profile so what happened? You gave up trying to meet people in real life because everyone at work is married and I think I might hate people. Okay, so there's no one at work. Uh what about your stamp collectors club? You mean the octogenarian and creepy uncle society? <laughs> that bad, huh? <laughs> what do you expect? It's a stamp collecting club. It's a little weird. Why do you collect stamps anyway? It is kind of weird. I started it with, with my dad when he moved here as a way of getting him out of the house. After he died last year, I kept it going so, you know, I wouldn't get depressed. Makes sense. You might want to find a new hobby. <laughs> yeah. Probably so. I tried online dating because your daughter was having a lot of success. Right. But, you know, her demographic isn't the same as yours. She's 25 and you're not. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> no old age jokes, please. You're only as old as you feel. Then I'm in trouble. Okay. So spill the beans. What happened with online dating? So did I mention that I hate people? Did I hear someone hating <laughs> on people? Oh, hi, honey. You're home. All right. Yes, you did. We are about to hear the details of her recent foray into the dating world. Ooh, nice. Looks like I came home just in time. Hi, Mom. Hello, dear. How uh, was work? How was work? It's fine. I hate delivering with doorbell dinners, but it's a living. I don't know how you do it. The gig economy is a real bummer. Yeah. Three jobs and barely make a full-time wage. At least Mom let me move back in, so that's good. Yeah, good. What? nothing i love living with my 25 year old daughter after being single and alone after all these years it was a dream come true for me <laughs> we each other. i have three cats 
You love your cats. I do. They're my babies, but I've been single for six years. It might be time to stop being a cat lady. I keep wavering between wanting to date again and hating people. What is wrong with me? Nothing is wrong with you. It sounds like you've had some bad experiences. Tell us all about it. Yes. Let me be disappointed in people vicariously through you. Wait a minute. Aren't you the one who's constantly saying she is single and loving it? Oh boy. Now you've done it. Mom, your soapbox is around here somewhere. I'll get it for you. No, no, no. I won't go off on my usual diatribe about why it's better to be single, especially after you've been married and have kids and are now divorced. Well, before I was married, I had hobbies and friends and a positive outlook on life. So I ventured out and I joined some groups and I made new friends. And, you know, that's harder after 35. Nobody tells you how hard it is to make friends when you're a full-grown adult. And I ignored those messages about needing to be in a couple and I lived my life and I love it now but it did take me a while to get there. You know the younger generations recognize people who are ace or demi it isn't like it used to be we don't all feel pressure to be in a couple. I'm not meant for cohabitation I'm a romantic maybe or a habitational is that a word? <coughs> Hello? Oh, 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 not you, dear. <laughs> I love living with you. <laughs> but it's not the same. You're my kid. You know, we have a pre-established relationship. We know how to talk to each other. We have our boundaries all set up. Well, what I'm talking about is the pressure that we are all under to be in a couple. Valentine's Day was not that long ago, and it is really just the corporate face of the centuries-old oppressive societal mission to couple everyone up. So if I decide I want to date again, I'm bowing to oppressive societal pressure? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you really do want to date, but how do you know? <laughs> That's the thing. I don't know. I feel fairly ambiguous about it. But all the same, there's this little nudge I sometimes, that I feel sometimes to try one more time, you know, before I shrivel up and die. Well, that's society talking. Oh, I have room on my soapbox, dear. <laughs> Hilarious, Mom. Don't think I didn't miss the irony. I do get it, though. It, it's hard to know sometimes what's real and what's been imposed on us by thousands of years of heteronormative culture. Whoa, I am in way over my head now. <laughs> that's okay. Just tell us about your dating life. Even though I'm not into dating, I love the gossip. <laughs> Sitting in my car in the parking lot of the grocery store. I don't want to go in. I'm tired. I have my period and I think I pulled several muscles in my lower back over the weekend carrying some heavy boxes and awkward bags and quarantine cleaning might put me in traction. <sighs> we need fresh food so I do have to go in. It just feels bad today. Cold.
Did I mention that I've been cold all weekend? When did I start being so cold so often? I used to be hot and sweaty. Don't get temperatures of freezing. And my hairline sweats the mere hint of sunshine. And my underboob area. <laughs> it sweats constantly, if I'm honest. Suddenly, I'm one of those women that wears a sweater when it's 80 degrees. It's probably because I'm past 40 and my body can't decide if it's a young woman of childbearing years or a dried up old crone. <laughs> but I am getting older and mostly that's okay. I'm 47 and a half now. <laughs> Say that like a kid. But I think every month counts, really. The difference between being 37 and 38 was one day, but it was startling. I woke up on my 38th birthday and looked in the mirror and there was this deep crevasse between my eyes where there was once a smooth forehead. It had certainly not been there the night before when I was 37 years and 364 days old. When I was exactly 38 years old, it appeared, poof, like an earthquake had split my face into two hemispheres that would never quite match up again. So when I say I'm 47 and a half, you see how even one day can change your life? Your perspective. Your face. <sighs> Having had time to think during the pandemic has been both a blessing and a curse. I find that I am more accepting of my own flaws and more understanding that everyone is going through something, but I'm also starting to face my own mortality in ways that were usually reserved for 4 a.m. bouts of insomnia. The problem is I'm not sleeping, like at all. I was up recently till 6 a.m. and let me tell you, 47 and a half year old women were not built for all-nighters. In college, I used to stay up all night working on a French paper. And then I'd go to class all day and work and then stay up fairly late the next night. That's probably how I developed my Diet Dr. Pepper addiction. <laughs> I don't like coffee, so I had to stay awake somehow but not anymore. I gave up soda years ago and tried to consume caffeine in small quantities because uh, did you know that as you get older, your body becomes more sensitive to chemicals? Well, it does. I can't drink alcohol, eat avocados, or be around cigarette smoke. I have lost my tolerance for fun. So here I am trying to motivate myself to go grocery shopping, having an existential crisis in my car in the Aldi parking lot. This mental breakdown brought to you by the pandemic, hormones, and middle age. I can do this. Maybe I'll get some chocolate ice cream. Anyway, Kim, I know this has been a long voicemail. Sorry to go off on a tangent. I hope you're well. Call me back when you have time to chat. Okay, stay safe. Bye. So, we're just waiting for Susan. Did everyone get the spreadsheets I sent this morning? I stayed up late getting them right. Susan is such a stickler for details. Yes, <laughs> she likes her eyes dotted and her T's crossed, for sure.
Uh, I think 50 some days into working from home, some people might loosen up a bit. So did you both see them? We have a lot to do in this meeting. Oh, I, I didn't see them. Uh, let me recheck my email. There's always one that doesn't check. Your audio is on. Huh? Jackasses. I do all the work and they never even bother to read it. Your audio is on. I got it. Got it. Hey, the boss's nephew got it. Awesome. Susan's about to join the meeting. Okay. Okay, everybody, on their best behavior, all right? Hey, Susan. Woo-hoo-hoo! Happy hour Zoom meeting. What's everybody drinking? Oh, yeah. How's everybody doing? Woo-hoo! Susan, we're meeting about the budget. Hi, happy hour Zoom meeting. Where is everybody? Susan, it's Tuesday. Where's that hot guy who used to bring me coffee? I thought he would be here. Uh, do you mean Tim, who works at the cafe downstairs? Yes. Oh, were we supposed to invite those guys, or? Susan, it's the Tuesday financial meeting. Did you get my email this morning? I got something for you, Miss. Tuesday tight what tidy pants. I know you're going to love it. <laughs> oh, here it is. Ready? Oh, yeah. Well, well, you like that, don't you, Margo, you silver fox? <laughs> this is the best meeting ever. Dan, do not post that photo. <laughs> and he's already posted it on Instagram. What? Susan is the president of the company. She has to maintain a certain image. Now take that down. Uh, too late. It's already got 10,000 likes. That's right. Susan is popular. People like Susan. Check out these tatas. These are real. <laughs> oh, no! Amazing. Susan, Dan, stop taking pictures. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Very, very important question. I have a very important question to ask you. Hold on. Very serious. Who needs a drink? I got my bar! Woohoo! Woohoo! Oh, look! Dan, my favorite nephew! Am I your favorite? Aww. <laughs> You're also my only nephew. What are you drinking? This morning I've got a double espresso because it was up until 4 a.m. and I almost didn't wake up. Nice to see the young folks burning the midnight oil. Yeah, well, uh, more like me and my buds were on Twitch playing Arma and the time got away from us. I'm sure you know how it is. What's Twitch? Oh, I got your Twitch right here. <laughs> It's a platform for gamers and stuff. Um, are we actually going to have this meeting? Because if not, I might grab a few Z's uh, before the 1 p.m. board meeting. Let's get serious. I have a really important question. 
way more important than the drinking question. I stayed up all night watching this show. I can't really explain it. I'm going to show you. Have you guys seen the show? Oh my god. There's <laughs> like I don't know, it's crazy. There's a tiger and a lady who's a cuckoo and Okay, okay. If we're really going to talk about this, then I need to do something. Alex wants me to talk about it. Oh Margot! Hey, I knew you weren't such a Taiwan as you look. <laughs> okay, let's break this down. Aunt Susan, I'm going to go take a nap. I'll see you at the board meeting at oh. 1. Okay, bye! <laughs> Do I have to stay? Well, I don't know. Do you want to have fun? Or are you a stick in the mud? <laughs> Would you rather we get serious? I can take off my wig. Yeah, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Suits, really? <laughs> A second wig. <laughs> I feel like you're flouting my authority in front of my team. Uh, pink hair. I don't care. I'm Friday. Happy Amazon party. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, God. It's Tuesday! Oh. What? Okay. Okay. So, do you think Carol fed her husband to the tigers? Girl, I do. Let's drink to tigers. Cheers. <laughs> it's 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Let's drink to tigers. Oh, yeah. I could drink anything. Woohoo! I got a good party background for us, too. Woohoo! I'll drink anything. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why do people want to bring their dogs to work? I understand if it's an occasional thing, like you have to give them medicine every two hours or something, but otherwise, no. Let me share with you how I look at the whole pet at work thing by coming at it from a different angle. Think about your coworker or friend or maybe even your boss who insists on showing you a picture of their child or grandchild every single day. Not only are you forced to look and smile and make some positive noise with your throat, Mmm, but the picture is almost identical to the one from yesterday. Today, he's sucking the big toe on his left foot while wearing a Jane's Addiction t-shirt. Oh, look at that tiny rock and roll t-shirt. Oh, yesterday it was his right foot in a boy's cement diaper cover. Hip baby. But still, by the end of week one, you asked your supervisor if you could switch desks, and seriously, no one would switch because they know that asshat was forcing people to look at pictures of his kid. At the end of week two, 
You made a voodoo doll of him and one of his car, hoping either one would blow a gasket. End of week three, and you have now band together with other people in picture-sharing distance, and you've started to plot his murder. Some of you have to feel this way, yeah? Look, I have two kids of my own. Love them. I could stand up here and show you photos of them all night, but you don't care. <laughs> no, you don't. And you shouldn't. That's my point. They are my kids. They are at my house. They have nothing to do with this. Same with dogs and offices. People love their dogs, and that is wonderful. But just like we have schools and nannies for kids, we have dog walkers for dogs. Use one. If you want to work with your dog, then work from home or become a veterinarian or a dog walker or something. Please don't bring your animal into my job. Your animal that smells, that can bring in ticks with Lyme disease, that will need to go out several times per day, that will make me sneeze because I'm allergic. Yes, people can be allergic to dogs. And by people, I mean me. I realize that some animals are medically used to help with anxiety. I support this at your house. Our cat helped my daughter a great deal, but there are many other ways to deal with anxiety at work than bringing in a sniffing, licking, farting, belching poop machine. The argument will be made, I'm sure, that after being at home with our pets for two months, they will suffer when we finally go back to work, but I don't buy it. Yes, animals would probably like having us around for extra ear scratches and belly rubs and possible treats, but they had a whole routine in place. When you used to go to work, they will be fine. And consider if I'm willing to plot your murder over baby photos, imagine what I might do over a dog.